0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch.
1: I'm Josh Hyman.
0: we got a fun one for you today. We're going to be talking about the newest member of the St. Louis Blues, Brandon Saad. Signing today with the St. Louis Blues, five years, four and a half million average annual value. So we're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about some missing pieces this Blues team might still have. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys about Rock Auto because today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We were not very optimistic yesterday. Uh, it felt like this Blues team was still behind. It felt like Saad had a lot of suitors. It felt like Hoffman missing out on him was a huge detriment to this team's chances of making the playoffs. Andy Strickland tweeted out earlier today that they would be riding with young guns and kind of pushing the envelope behind them. So that didn't make us feel good either. Next thing you know, Brandon Saad has agreed to terms with the St. Louis Blues. Can we confirm right now that you flipped a 180 in your view of this team? I think they're back on track for... Uh, potential playoff berth given a a couple missing components but what what are your views here
1: first of all I I just want to get get ahead of it and say that yesterday you asked me if signing Brandon Saad would be the answer for this team and I very quickly jumped on the the absolutely not bandwagon first of all um I just want to say that yesterday when I was thinking about the whole Brandon Saad thing, I was imagining that if they were to go, go get him, it was going to be for like six and a half mil per year. They were going to overpay and it was going to cripple this team financially. And And that was sort of the basis for my negativity around the whole Brandon Saad thing. When I woke up this morning um, and checked my phone and saw that, I saw AAV, four and a half mil. That was the first thing I saw. I was like, oh God, what did they do? Who'd they overpay for? Because I thought there's no way they're getting Saad for that little. And then I, I expanded the tweets and I saw that they got Brandon Saad for four and a half mil. And yeah, absolutely. Complete 180. Somehow Doug Armstrong managed to convince Brandon Saad to not go to any of the other teams that were bidding for him. And didn't have to pay more than four and a half mil per year. I mean, that's the that's the money that Mike Hoffman got. That we were like flabbergasted that the Blues couldn't match. And I, I think Brandon Saad brings more to this team than Mike Hoffman did. Obviously, maybe the goal production isn't quite the same, but the two way play and the fit. Oh, don't even get me started on the fit. Brandon Saad is a perfect fit for this team. Exactly what the Blues have been missing in a net net front presence. Um, and it seems like he really wants to play here, really is excited about how his style is going to fit the St. Louis Blues. I do think that they're still a piece or two away from feeling a truly competitive team, and we'll get into that later. Um, but the fact of the matter is, the more that you bolster this top six, the more that you can justify relying on young guys to fill out the rest of the roster. And I think it kind of switched from, oh God, is, is Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas, are they really going to be asked to carry a top six load? Or to, oh sweet, we're going to have Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas on our third line and it's going to be terrifying for opponents to face. So it's amazing how one, one I say little signing, you know 120 goal scorer can completely redefine the look of your offense. And now I think it goes from, oh, the Blues need a lot of offensive help and a lot of defensive help too. I just think the Blues need one more piece on defense, and then they're going to be right back in the conversation for for scary teams to watch this next season.
0: And something else that we talked about before uh, we started recording this podcast is the penalty kill, and you're probably going to go from Zach Sanford being on the penalty kill to a guy like Pavel Bushnevich and Brandon Saad, both on the penalty kill at the same time. Josh, I know you had an article pulled up that was singing Uh, Sod's praises about uh, the penalty kill in his time with Chicago. I have his stats pulled up right now, and I think in terms of an archetype, kind of uh, Brandon Sod is a very similar player to me, like Jaden Schwartz. You're getting him for a million less dollars, and he's a year younger right now. He's also scored more than 15 goals in his last eight seasons consecutively, so you're not really expecting that to drop off if he's been doing it for that extended amount of time. Obviously, he's 28 years old. He's getting up there in age. Signing him to a five-year contract might not be the best idea for some people, but I think that's how they got him at $4.5 million. He probably liked that term a lot, which I don't blame him. But I I do think, like you said, he's going to be a key piece for this team, not just offensively, but defensively as well. And we talked about on yesterday's episode, uh, the penalty kill was kind of sneaky bad last year and nobody really noticed it because everyone was so up in arms over the power play until Mike Hoffman took it under his wing uh, and did it all by himself. But uh, that's that's making a massive upgrade uh, this season. And so obviously with Oscar Sundquist coming back too, that could be one of the best penalty kills in the league. The article
1: that I had pulled up was basically talking about the Sod's tenure with the Chicago Blackhawks two seasons ago um, and how they had... Penalty kill woes, and you know, their PK was one of the worst in the league. And then Brandon Saad, amongst a few other players, it wasn't just Brandon Saad, but Brandon Saad was one of the guys that completely rejuvenated their penalty kill. He led the team in shorthanded goals, and he also led the team in takeaways. Um, so, kind of a, a sneaky role for Brandon Sad. I think when when we acquired him this morning, when I was looking at the the statistics, that wasn't even one of the first things that came to mind. It was just the you look at his stats and you see that he scored twenty goal, twenty plus goals, in five of his last seven seasons, and probably would have scored twenty goals again last season if if it was a full eighty two game regular season. So he's he's a goal scorer for this team. Between him and Buchnevich, you've added like. You could you could say up to sixty goals on the wings just through two players making a little over ten million dollars. So that in itself is spectacular. But then you look at how both of these guys are um, great at five on five, which is something that the Blues sort of lacked um, in last season. You know they scored a lot of power play goals with Mike Hoffman, but five on five, it seems the offense would sort of get a little a little stagnant. Um, and bringing in two guys in Bouchnevich and Saad that can absolutely change the script there is huge, but also the penalty kill that both of those guys bring is huge as well. Another area that the Blues struggled with. So huge move there for the Blues being able to not only bolster their offense, but also bolster their penalty kill and like you said they have the potential to have one of the best penalty kills in the league next season
0: obviously a lot of moving parts going into this team but if you've got some moving parts you want to check out rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need so why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket you can save time and money when using rock auto it's a family business they've been doing they've been serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years and best of all Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They're not going to charge you 30%, 50%, even 100% more uh, for the same parts than other chain stores. They have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com when we come back we're going to be talking about what this blues team could still be ten- potentially missing uh in the quest for them to become a Stanley Cup contender. Uh, we're going to break it all down here with some name drops, so don't go anywhere. All right, Josh. So I tweeted it out a little bit earlier. But another projected lineup. I know we went over it yesterday, but things have changed now. So I have David Perron, Ryan O'Reilly, and Pavel Bushnevich on the first line. Whether you have Bushnevich on the left wing or the right wing, and Perron vice versa, I think that's kind of what the Blues will be looking at. Take Brandon Saad, put him on the left wing on the second line. Uh, that moves Braden Shen over to center in the position that he prefers. And then you have Jordan Cairo still in that top six to round out the second line. Put Zach Sanford, slot him in at third line left wing. I'm okay with him being there. Uh, I'm all right with him being on the fourth line. Anything above that is a no-go for me. Robert Thomas in center. Clem Costin on right wing to round out that third line. And then Barbashev and Sonny, dynamic duo, back on the fourth line doing their thing. And then finish it off with Mackenzie McEachern on right wing. I think that bodes well for this team as it stands right now. Obviously, I didn't mention Vladimir Tarasenko. They're still... Potential for a trade to be worked there. I don't think he starts next season with this team. So kind of taking that into consideration. I think this team has potential to be a contender. But I think, like we talked about, they're one piece away from making that big jump from contender to, okay, this team could actually make a ton of noise in the playoffs. So if you had to pick one player that all of that pressure would kind of fall on and taking them to the next step, uh, who would you target and why?
1: Listing off the offense like you just did makes it pretty clear that I think the offense for this team is is kind of set, um, especially with guys like Clem Costin and Jordan Kairou, Robert Thomas, guys that we don't really know how much they're going to produce. And I say that in a positive way. Like We know that bare minimum, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo can be at least third liners for this team. And if Jordan Kairou is able to sort of get the momentum that he had at the start of last season and maintain that throughout an entire season with increased ice time. Jordan Kyro could be a top six player, could be a first-line player for this team. Same with Robert Thomas. I think he's a guy that sort of didn't progress as much as fans would have liked him to last season. And if he is able to take a jump this season, then he'll absolutely get an increased role as well. So the the, the forward group has a pretty pretty good Problem in the sense that they have so much depth that I think the top nine forwards can really be mixed interchangeably, besides like your Shen, O'Reilly, Perron, besides those guys. I think you could put anyone else at any spot in that lineup um, and have success. The one area where I think this team could use an upgrade is defense, um, especially with losing a guy like Vince Dunn. I think that the defense is a little bit lacking. Uh, but again, there are guys like uh, Wallman, Mikola, Perunovic that could step up. But I would really like to see the Blues go out and acquire a defenseman that can bolster the 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 six guys that they're going to put out on a nightly basis. Uh, one guy that comes to mind is Ryan Murray. Um, he is on the younger side. Uh, he did have a positive season last year with New Jersey, who you know obviously really struggled. Um, but other names out there, I know we've mentioned Cedeno Chara is a little bit of a, a little bit of an interesting name. I don't know if he's even going to play next season, but if he does, it would be very interesting to see him in a blue note and in a, se- a sixth or seventh defenseman role. Lots of names out there for defense that you know. There's no one that's really going to come in and, and fill in the top four, but there's definitely guys that you can put out as, as your fifth or sixth or seventh defenseman that can, you know, have a veteran presence. I think they need to go out and get a big body, someone physical, someone who can block shots and like I said sort of just bolster the defense and and maintain that defensive prowess that the Blues had in that cup run. Cuz if you remember, I think the average height of all the Blues defensemen in their cup run was like 6'5". Obviously I'm exaggerating, but they had some big name, big, big guys out there between Bomeister Bortuzzo um, guys that, like I said, aren't, aren't necessarily going to be, obviously Bowmeister is not going to play, but Bortuzzo definitely past his prime. But if they're able to sort of get that identity back of having some big, scary defensemen out there, um, along with a guy like Tori Krug, I think that this team could be really, really scary next season. Um, so like I said, I think the one piece that they need to add is a, a defensive-minded defenseman.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that we talked about even before the season ended. Is It seems like that's kind of something that uh, This team is missing. Vince Dunn talked about it in his uh, farewell article with STL Today. It felt like the Blues defense played a lot lighter. They weren't eating shots. They weren't blocking shots. Um, So I think, like you said, we need somebody that plays that heavy style of hockey on the back end. And so looking right now, the projected defensive pairings, courtesy of dailyfaceoff.com, are Tory Krug and Justin Falk, Marco Scandella, Colton Pareko on the second pairing, and Nico Mikola and Robert Bertuzzo on the third. Obviously, like you said, Jake Wallman, Scott Perunovic help out on the left side a little bit. Uh, I don't really know if there's a safety net on the right side. And I don't know if we can trust Robert Bertuzzo. He didn't have the best season last year, especially at the beginning half. Uh, he really looked like he struggled. So, uh, in my opinion, to fill the right defensive gap on that third pairing and kind of kill two birds with one stone and trading Tarasenko. At the end of the day, do I think this is likely? No. I think it's more likely that the New York Islanders trade for Tarasenko and something works there, but I could also see something working between Doug Armstrong and the New Jersey Devils and getting PK Subin in a trade. Look, I know he has not been good with the Devils, at all (laughs) but with the Predators he was not bad Uh, he plays that physical style of hockey that physical brand of hockey that I feel like would be a perfect fit for this team and their needs right now he plays right defense Uh, I don't think he's a top defensive pairing anymore I don't think he should be the second defensive pairing anymore but I think he's serviceable especially for a year because his contract would be off the books at the end of the year I think he's serviceable for one season you dump him Let him go at the end of the season and then see kind of what you have to fill that void. In my opinion, I think that makes a lot of sense for the Blues. But like I said, I think it makes more sense that the Islanders have done nothing yet this offseason. The Blues didn't do nothing for a while, but now they're making some moves. And actually acquiring Brandon Sod kind of corners the market back towards them because all those teams that were in on Sod. Uh, could potentially be looking for the Blues to acquire Vladimir Tarasenko now. So uh, there's a lot of things here still in the works. I would love to see the Blues acquire a defenseman. I would love to see the Blues finally trade Vladimir Tarasenko and kind of scratch that itch that they've been trying to do for the last three weeks, but we'll see what happens.
1: Again, I don't think a Subban trade is very realistic. I think for one season, sure. Um, I just I don't see it happening. I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, maybe you could say New Jersey just went out and got another $9 million defenseman. So they don't want to be paying two guys, uh, $18 million on their defensive end. But other than that, I don't really see it. Um, the New York Islanders are a team that I think makes a lot of sense, especially with their patience in day one of free agency. I do think that they might be the top contender to go out and go after Vladimir Tarasenko right now. And they have a couple defensemen that I think could come back either like Scott Mayfield or Adam Pellick. it would be a dream come true if the Blues maybe wanted to throw in a little bit more on top of Tarasenko. Um, I don't think that's too realistic. Uh, but I do think it's going to be tough because a Tarasenko trade, I, I know Doug Armstrong doesn't has set, been on record saying he doesn't want to bring back a big contract, especially if he's going to be retaining salary on Tarasenko. So I don't know how likely it is that they're going to go out and you know, fill that hole directly with the Tarasenko trade. I think it's more likely that they get um, a depth forward, and then along with some picks and or prospects. But who knows? Again, it like we've been saying from the beginning, it really depends on what the perceived value is for Vladimir Tarasenko, and I still think that it's it's tough to. Tough to pin that down because we've seen some trades, like the the Bucinavich trade, where it's like, okay, how the heck did Buchnevich only get that much? But then you look at the Seth Jones trade, and as much as Seth Jones is a great player, you say, holy crap, that is a huge return for a guy like Seth Jones making that much money. So it, it really depends on how much teams are willing to give up for Vladimir Tarasenko. But again. I've said it from the beginning, trading Tarasenko is step one of this offseason. I think it's still step one, even though they've taken a few other steps. I think um, until that trade happens, you can't really look at this team and try to judge where they're going to be next season because there's still such a massive, massive question mark looming over this team as in what's going to happen with Vladimir Tarasenko. So the last domino to fall this offseason, I think, will be that trade. And then we're going to really be able to take – a good hard look at this team and say all right can the st louis blues return to their glory and i think the signs are pointing to yes but
0: i, I hope i'm right if you think the blues are going to return to glory it might be a good idea to throw some money down on them right now while while the odds are in your favor so you gotta do that at bet online because they have the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season's in full swing it sounds like max scherzer is close to uh a trade with the san diego padres STL made, Old Mizzou Boy. Uh, so you can track all of that action at Bet Online, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC or MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. As this is your chance to get into the game, as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. When we come back, we're going to round out today's episode uh, with a little bit more conversation about where this team could potentially be sitting in the Central Division, uh, whether they're going to end up in the playoffs, whether they won't end up in the playoffs, some other targets that we could be potentially still looking at. uh, So you don't want to miss that, so don't go anywhere. All right, Josh, so as it stands currently, if you're looking at the Central Division, Dallas Stars have made a ton of moves this offseason. Chicago Blackhawks have made a lot of power moves this offseason. Winnipeg looks like they're a better team. The Blues obviously have made some moves here in the last couple of days. Colorado uh, brought back Landis Gog. So it feels like, like you said on the last episode, it's an arms race at this point. Bringing in Brandon Saad acquisition to the conversation, where do you think this Blues team ends up in the Central Division? Do they make the playoffs? Do they make the wild card? What are we looking at currently?
1: I think there's a lot of variables. First of all, I think um, Dallas going out and getting a guy like Braden Holtby, who went from you know a top five goalie in the league to uh, uh, pretty much a backup with that with Vancouver last year, I think that's a big variable. I think um, depending on. You know how, how they can perform with him is going to be critical. I think Marc-Andre Fleury, if he even plays for Chicago, is a big mm-hmm. variable. But at the end of the day, regardless of who other teams bring in, uh, who plays for what team, I think the St. Louis Blues, as of right now, have a good enough lineup on paper to compete for a playoff spot. Um, but the, the flip side of that is we we know that on paper, versus results isn't always the most consistent thing for this blues team i think i mean we saw it you know three years ago on paper. last season yep, last season
0: yeah. on paper
1: this team looked like world beaters and just couldn't figure it out <laughs> three seasons ago this team on paper at first looked amazing and then dropped to last place in the nhl and then we were like okay never mind they're not that good and then they won the stanley cup so i think team chemistry is something that's so 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 critical. For any hockey team, but especially the St. Louis Blues, especially with their play style, just because it's so draining physically and mentally to just grind it out as much as they do for you know, what's going to be 82 games in a regular season, and then hopefully 20 plus games in the playoffs. Um, and I think going out and sort of bolstering that identity in getting guys like Brandon Saad and Pavel Buchnevich and saying, okay, yeah, last season we sort of took took our foot off the gas in terms of physicality, and it didn't work. So let's go out and bring in two top six forwards who are monsters in the offensive end, but also monsters in the defensive end. I think that there's going to instill a lot more confidence in this team. I think Jordan Binnington is going to have a bounce-back season. Not that he had a bad season by any means, but I think that – the confidence that he's going to have and the players in front of him are going to lead him to having an even better season. And I, I do think that once they hopefully bolster up this defense, it's going to reaffirm that identity of this team that won them the Stanley Cup. I think Tory Krug's going to have a huge year as much as he was great last year. I think the fact of the matter is is this Blues team sort of takes some time to, to acclimate, get chemistry built up. So if Tory Krug has the turnaround that Justin Falk had, forget it. He's going to go on a Norris-type campaign next season. Um, I, I, I'm I really optimistic about this team. I do think that they're still a little bit away from being you know top-of-the-division playoff contender. But Colorado losing their goaltender and getting Darcy Kemper, who may or may not be able to carry them to a top spot in the division. I think it's wide open for the Blues to establish themselves at the top of the Central, and I do think, like I said, they're one piece away, and I think the the route to get there is pretty self-explanatory, so I'm optimistic. I, I think next year will be a fun year. We should be seeing this team in the playoffs and hopefully
0: making a deep run. I am optimistic, but you were talking about variables, and I think there are a lot of variables that go into this. Like you said, Marc-Andre Fleury, whether or not he plays, uh, could be a massive swing of the needle in one direction or the other for the Chicago Blackhawks. The Minnesota Wild and Kirill Kaprizov, whether or not he signs with them, can they recreate that magic that they made last year where no one really expected them to finish above the St. Louis Blues, but they went out and did it anyway. Colorado Avalanche don't have philip grubauer anymore but they did go out and get darcy kemper so uh, is goaltending going to be a factor in their eventual demise or will they overcome a lot of free agents leaving or or having to get big paydays will they still be the top of the division nashville predators got mikhail grandland if i'm not mistaken so what kind of impact could he make but uh, like you said i think there's a lot of teams that are gunning for this division. I would not be surprised to see a wild card team come out of this division. I would not be surprised to see the St. Louis Blues not even be a wild card team. Like you said, depending on who else they acquire, what happens with Scott Perunovich, what happens with Jake Wallman potentially making that next step, Mikula making that next step, and a lot of other guys waiting in the wings for a potential opportunity in the NHL. I think Whether they go out and acquire another defensive forward that can kind of push more guys down in the lineup and make you feel a little bit more secure, or they go out and acquire a defenseman, a hefty, a heavy-hitting defenseman, like we talked about, that can clear the crease, I think. Their chances of making the playoffs after the Brendan Saad acquisition rose exponentially, so... Will be exciting to see how it all goes down.
1: The teams are shaping up. We're getting a clear indication of not only what the Blues are going to be looking like, but also what different teams around the NHL are going to be looking like. And I think that there, this a lot of teams in the Central Division. As much as they, you know, as much as there was an arms race, I think the the Colorado Avalanche got a little worse. I think that the Chicago Blackhawks did get a little bit better, but eh, it's still at the end of the day, it's still the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm not too intimidated by them. Um. The Minnesota Wild, again, Kirill Kaprasov is a huge question mark for them. Um, I think the Blues, without a doubt, got better. As much as it hurts losing Schwartz, Dunn, Hoffman, potentially Bozak, I think adding two top six forwards, without a doubt, makes your team better. So it's really going to depend on sort of the variables, chemistry, goaltending, rookies stepping up, um if i had to look at it now i'd say the blues have a pretty good shot but there's still a lot that is yet to be determined and i'm looking forward to that but it also it's also a little nerve-wracking so we're, we're gonna have it all covered for you here though on the Locked On Blues podcast.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. On the Locked On Blues podcast. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to. But I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and soon on YouTube at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Spotify Room at 12 to 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter and Spotify Room at Josh Hyman NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening And as always, let's go Blues.